look, I'm actually really excited for this game. I mean, these are the two teams that probably surprised us the most in week one. I mean, you had Tampa coming out, supposed to be dog water. They came out, they won against the Vikings, looked solid. Then you had the Bears, who all offseason was fucking hype. They had the top pick. They traded it for supposed to be the wide receiver one. They didn't get him involved at all in the offensive for the first game. They were supposed they invested heavily on the O line. That did not work out. Fields got sacked five times and threw a pick six. Look, the Bears looked like they did last year, did not look improved. And they invested heavily. I mean, they came into the offseason with a hundred million dollars in cap space. One of the highest teams. They invested it all on fields. With Mark Davis, Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, and Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Welcome to All About the Balls podcast. I'm Mark Davis. I'm joined alongside Chris Gemeinhart, Luke Rule, no Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. I know you viewers and listeners out there are sad. I'm sad. Chris is sad. Luke's sad. But we're going to pick up the slack. We're going to bring the, the energy for him. He has some work uh, things he has to take care of. So we understand work comes first sometimes. That's what pays the paycheck. Chris, how are you feeling? Did two episodes last night. I'm a little wore out, man. I know you're feeling probably the same, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm feeling a little tired, but hey, we knocked we knocked our episodes out last night. It was great. I'm excited to keep knocking them out, pushing them out to the viewers and listeners out here. So I'm excited. Luke, I know you missed a lot of the fantasy episode, but you will have a chance to chime in on some fantasy tomorrow when we do college, when we do must-starts, must-sits. So guys, that after the waiver wire now, you can – Kind of let, let people know who you're thinking, like maybe some sleepers, starters, and sitters. But how are you doing? You know, about to do week two preview. You kicked ass for the week one preview. So how are you feeling? Yeah, I know. You got to take some of the risky picks sometimes. You guys you guys don't like me taking the underdogs. But under some underdogs pulled off. So I got a couple more for this week, too. I had like oh, four underdogs go. last week. They just didn't pan out. According to Vegas, uh, I have a couple underdogs this week. I didn't think they were going to be underdogs. But there's a couple of them that I guess I snuck in there. But yeah, it's I'm doing great. We have some news, boys. I just start off hot. Aaron Rodgers. I know we we hit on it last night, and I know if you listen to the week one recap, we kind of had the you know allegation, like allegedly he he tore his Achilles. No, Aaron Rodgers officially tore his Achilles and left the tendon. So right now, Robert Sala says the show is Zach Wilson. He is the guy. And now, do they bring in some depth? Does Zach Wilson have a short leash? I guess we'll find out down the road, boys. How, how confident are we? Where the team that went seven and ten last year, partly with Zach Wilson and a couple other QBs, Mike White and Joe Flacco. But how confident are we with the Jets? This so talented team, too, all offense, all defense, and just a waste right now. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, Jets were getting the fucking hype all fucking off season, bringing a Rod in. Like, a this is going to be the Super Bowl caliber team. I know a bunch of us when we did our projections, we had them going close to the Super Bowl or in the Super Bowl. And then to fucking have you, or winning, or and then having your Super Bowl quarterback go out there for four plays and then tear his Achilles. I mean, that has to hurt for fucking Jets fans. I mean, you have to roll with Zach Wilson right now. He knows the offense. He's been there for two years. He knows the team. They're definitely already came out and said that they're making calls for veteran quarterbacks. But that's that's just for depth. I mean, I think they should call Joe Flacco Mister Elite. Maybe he wants to come back. Who knows? Yeah, they've he already won, called he him. Won some, he won some games last year. They already he called him. He did win some games. 
Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it sucks to see. Like, everybody's so excited to see Aaron Rodgers play for a different team. What the new look Jets, but it's a big, big bummer losing them, especially on the first drive. Like, you didn't get to see anything out of Aaron Rodgers. But, you know, it's good for my Dynasty League. I get the Milf Hunter in my Dynasty League. Uh, I was playing a, playing the long game with him, but it, long game turned into the short game, so I got a, I got a QB3 now sitting on my bench. Long game turned into me asking Luke, can I get Zach Wilson for a trade? <laughs> yeah. And I saw him throw the interception. I said, never mind, you can keep him. I remember who he was after that. Yeah. I mean, I, Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> although, by the way, too, lasted longer in preseason than he did in the regular season. So not a good look for the Jets. Not a good look. But yeah, I, mean, the I saw a thing too. Wires. Yeah, the memes have, God, they've been pretty good. I mean, the, these meme guys, dude, they're out there quick too. But I saw a thing today on Get Up this morning. And RG3 was talking, and, you know, he was talented. You know, he, he had a pretty, I thought he had a decent career in the beginning. You know, he, had a, he went to the playoffs, obviously. His first game, yeah, Christian, remember that against the Saints, you know, electric off, electric debut. And um, he said it today. He said that guys like myself, Cam Newton, Carson Wentz, like Colin Kaepernick, we could ball still. Like even he said, even guys have said that we can play, but we don't know the system. We don't know the playbooks so of bringing a veteran in. It's just a distraction. Like, do you guys buy into that, or do you think they should call that that veteran? Or like you said, Chris Zach Wilson's been there two years. I mean, yeah. you might have to give him a look just for a short term, at least. No, I, yeah. I think guys that have been there like that, like been out of the league for like several years, are probably too far out of the league to come back at this point and be ready to like game ready. Like no nobody else can be more game ready than Zach Wilson at this point. Yeah, unfortunately, that's the way that the Jets are going to have to roll, and and it is a shame because, like Chris said, all the hype was there. Hard knocks was there, and Rodgers was was involved heavy in hard knocks. He he even played the last preseason game, something that he hasn't done in, in many many years. And yeah. that's unfortunate that my Super Bowl pick is out the out the door now. Right. This is this is the Milf Hunter uh, Redemption Tour right here. This, this is his opportunity to win his job back. Or audition for another team, at least. I mean, I don't know about auditioning for another team. I mean, even Peyton Manning didn't want to watch Zach Wilson last night on the on well, the main. Peyton Manning didn't even, he didn't even know he was still on the team. He was so <laughs> pissed. he was so pissed when Zach Wilson came out. <laughs> I, I had a hard time. I wasn't watching uh the Manning. Cast. I I needed to. I wasn't a fan of the the guests they had, so I kind of turned it off. But it all depends on the guests for me. Oh, they, really, they had they had Fitz Magic. Yeah, I wasn't really. Yeah, Fitzmagic played on both teams. Yeah, yeah hey, just, he well, was he, wearing both his every, helmets. He's played yeah. a lot yeah. of places, so. <laughs> but um, no, I was gonna say there. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess we're gonna see what's gonna happen. I mean, I feel bad for the Garrett Wilson owners too, and the da- Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall. I mean, now they're gonna crowd the box. Now we'll see what. I mean, that touchdown was a bad throw too. So like, props for Garrett Wilson for making a highlight catch, probably the best catch of the week, but. That was a horrible throw, and he brought it back like one-handed to himself. So hopefully Zach can get on the same page with these these pretty talented uh, weapons he has now. Yeah, but, fingers crossed. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers will still be there in the year of uh, Zach Wilson. So it's not yeah. like he's and that, gone Zach Wilson, from the team. He, he had it. He had a pretty good preseason too. So when, when he's game ready, it, it might look a little different than it did uh, last night. And he looked better in the fourth, too. I mean, we got to also remember, he got thrown to the fire. Like, he got thrown to against a great Buffalo defense, was not preparing to be this, playing with the ones. He was preparing to hold the clipboard and talk to Rodgers when he got back to the sideline. So he was not expected to be in that situation either. So let's see what he can do against a fucking highly 
stouted defense this week against yeah, the Dallas be, Cowboys. It's going to be a big, big wake-up call again. So two weeks in a row, tough defenses. Yes. It, that's, that's a rough welcome back. I mean, the stretch yeah. for Kansas City, I think their first five or six games is against pretty tough teams. So, uh, unfortunately, it's Zach Wilson now, boys. And hopefully, Robert Sala, he looked – by the way, he looked devastated too after the game. He looked so just, like, defeated. Oh, you know they won. Uh, that, yeah, that that amount of, amount of work he had to do just get that deal to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Like it took like almost the entire offseason just to get him over there. So like the whether he's staying Green Bay, retiring, or what he's whatever he's doing, then just the negotiation process took like what two months just to yeah. figure out a deal with the Packers. So I mean, all that work just for fucking four plays really sucks. And the Packers will officially only get a second round pick next year. They will not get that first rounder because Aaron Rodgers did not play sixty five percent of the snaps this year. One, one last tough loss for Green Bay as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One fuck you, Green Bay. But yeah, that's the biggest injury, I guess. I mean, like we already mentioned, J.K. Dobbins uh, yesterday, but it was official now. And now we know what happened, to Aaron Rodgers, and we'll see if he decides to make a push for it. I, I don't think he goes out like this. Uh, he loves the game, but. He is 39, and it is a lot. Achilles tear is a lot to come back from at any age, especially the older you get. It's just it's a mental and it's a physical tear to the body. And, uh, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we have a year to find out what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. But we got some more injuries too, boys. Dolchich from the Denver Broncos tight end and Deontay Johnson from the Steelers. Both have a hamstring injury. Both are going to miss a few weeks. So, uh, I think it's a big blow for Denver and Pittsburgh, honestly. Pitt, that's Pittsburgh's 1A, 1B receiver, and that's their first tight end. So uh, it sucks for Kenny Pickett and Russell Wilson, boys. Honestly, it does, especially the development that Kenny's having. He had a bad game, but having Deontay out there would be good for the Browns this week on Monday Night Football. Yeah, big yeah. blow to both the offenses. I mean, um, Sean Payton wanted Adam Troutman from the Saints. So, I mean, he called up the Saints. They sent him the pick over. So, I mean – Sean Payton knows what the tight end room is. He loves Adam Troutman, so not a big, huge loss there for the Broncos. Yeah. And then another uh, big story, I didn't realize it, I guess when we were watching the Seahawks and Rams game, both tackles went down for the the Seattle Seahawks, and they just signed Jason Peters, 41-year-old. Last year, he only allowed a couple pressures, you know, as many snaps he played. So he wasn't bad last year at 40s, but – you know, you miss both tackles, that's going to be big. So it looks like you only replaced one. Hopefully, Abraham Lucas and Charles Cross can come back because that would be big for Seattle and the run game. Uh, and Geno Smith, too. Yeah, huge, huge loss for Seattle there on the line. Especially this week against, uh, um, you know, they're playing, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson. So, yeah, it's a big loss against a fucking monster out there in Detroit. So we'll see what they can do. Hopefully, yeah. they keep Geno upright. Yeah, real, real nervous about the the Ravens injuries going into this week too. Two starting offensive linemen out, starting running backs out. I don't know if Mark Andrews is going to play or not. Chris, get then the excuses our, ready, man. He's yeah. already, already coming for. It. I I can hear it. Marlon Humphrey's not playing. Marcus Williams not playing. So pretty much a lot of our key players on the offense and defense sitting out. It's tough. It's gonna be a tough week, but. It's only, it's only the Bengals, so. <laughs> it's only the, hey, they only scored three points last week, so. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah what was that that stat that Chris showed us? It was Danny Dimes. It was it was Danny Dimes. It was Danny Dimes, um, Hertz, Lamar, Joe and Joe yeah. Burrow all have almost a billion dollars in contracts and only one touchdown scored between all four of them. Yeah, tough tough week. And Herbert, and Herbert only week. scored two, so. Yeah, if you want to throw them in there, too, they combined all had three, so. 
and, and that Pochino pushes got, them over a billion dollars. Yeah, that, yeah. that pushes them over a billion dollars. But no, that's just some of the, the news and headlines that's come out since you know yes uh, yesterday. Really, it's Tuesday for us. So when we get to here, it's gonna be Wednesday. You'll hear more. I think that's the main injuries that we need to focus on. Aaron Jones says he's fine, and Tyler Lockett came back in the game. So uh, news for Seattle and Green Bay. There, there's nothing to worry about. But it's time to preview week two, boys. It's time to you know dive into some games. Some games we're going to talk about a little heavier. Like we said, Bengals, Ravens probably get a decent uh, part of the talk there. I mean, understandable. You're a Burrow fan. He's a Ravens fan. But some games we might just hammer real quick. Some games it might take a few minutes extra. But just breaking down last week, we did do our straight up. But I also kept track of the against the spread. So if you guys are doing the whole against the spread, you kind of see how we're doing. Luke did lead the way in both ways. He went 11-5 and five straight up, and he went 9-7 and seven against the spread. So Luke oh, had a pretty good week. Luke. I Let's feel like the spread's a really tough one. And honestly, it's, like, it's hard to predict scores pretty much. Yeah. But scores are tough. I went nine and seven straight happen. up. Yeah, I went nine and seven straight up, and I went seven nine against the spread. Chris went nine and seven as well straight up, but finished six and ten against the spread. So <laughs> not a good one there. And then Doc, he went eight and eight straight up and six and ten against the spread. So, and Doc, like I said, he's not here, but I did get his picks. I, I'll be able just to say it out. I don't think he has much. I wish he was here for the Bears preview but let's start off in philadelphia luke you know you led the way last last week so we're gonna start off with you every game first man you you, you show us the way and we'll kind of feed off your energy yeah. so we thursday night the first amazon prime game of the year the minnesota vikings traveling to the philadelphia eagles if you don't recall the vikings came off a three-point loss to the bucks at home and the eagles a little sluggish second half but they did beat the patriots in foxborough remember this was last year's week two game of the year week two game last year monday night football when the vikings got destroyed the eagles luke are seven point favorites yeah and guess what i'm, I'm gonna stick with the seven point favorite i'm gonna go eagles uh 28 21 over the minnesota vikings uh i think it's gonna be a pretty good game uh, but kirk cousins prime time it's not happening hopefully so- hopefully uh jefferson uh, can get some touchdowns this week i know he had 150 receiving yards last week no touchdowns but be really good from a fantasy team if he can uh, get a tutty in there. But yeah, I, I think the Eagles are just going to pretty much control this game pretty much overall. I think a little bit back and forth up until the end, and the Eagles run away with it. So I might I because it so technically if it's twenty eight twenty one it's a push. So technically it's a tie. I guess because oh, spread well, ties. Can, so I mean I, well, I can I, I, I might give you if it's if it's exactly I got 20, 20, 28, 20, 28, 24. I'll give him so, a field goal. Okay. I, I was just—it's hard. I was fucking asking Doc, like, "Yo, how do you do this yeah. shit?" But yeah, Luke, <laughs> I'll give him a field goal. I want Justin Jefferson to have a bad game. I need Jordan Addison to have a better game. Um, I yeah, might have yeah. to start him this week after the Drake London performance. But um, I do think that the Eagles cover the spread, but it's only eight point game. I think they win twenty eight twenty. I do think that yeah, we're they're gonna lose. It's it's prime time. It's Kirk Cousins' narrative, but. I do think the Vikings are going to play a little better offense than they did last year in Philadelphia at night. And it's just going to be too much. That crowd's ruckus. It's going to be the first home game for the Eagles Thursday night football. You know, we're going to see Al Michaels and, and uh, Kirk Herbstreit calling the game. So I, I just think that Jalen Hurts is going to come out a little better last week. I think A.J. Brown can get involved heavier. He did get some good catches, but not any touchdowns. I expect him to have a couple TDs this week. I got Eagles 28-20. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to wrap it here, all three of us Eagles. I mean, Vikings are coming off a, t- a tough loss. 
they didn't really lean into the high explosive offense. Tampa somehow shut them down. And I, it was a gut-wrenching loss for the Viking fans out there. And the Eagles, I mean, they started off hot going 16-0 to zero right off the bat, getting that pick six, and then kind of slowed down. I don't know if that was play calling or what on the Eagles' side, but they definitely got to get in sync. They have two new coordinators, so, I mean, that definitely plays into it. But they went into Foxborough, and they got the dub. So I think Eagles pull this one off. I know they got a couple hits in the linebacker room with injuries, but I think Eagles still cover 30-23. to 23. Ooh. Well, that'd be a push then. Yeah, but, push, whatever. So Doc has got 27-21 Eagles. So we are all on the birds out of Philadelphia. So Go I'm birds. excited to see this game, honestly. I want to see if Kirk and them can bounce back. That's honestly what I want to see. And honestly, I would like to see the Vikings yeah, win. See, all. see how Hurts plays this week, too. See if we can get more than one tutty. Yeah, you know, especially after the payday. But next game, the, the Sunday night or the Sunday schedule, start with the early games. The Green Bay Packers coming off a pretty impressive win at Chicago. They are two-point favorites as they travel to ATL, the dirty town, Atlanta, to face the birds, the real birds this year, the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Luke, where are you leaning at here? The Falcons did get a two-touchdown two win over the Carolina Panthers last week. Yeah, but I saw how uh, Jordan Love played, and he just fucking torched the uh, Chicago Bear defense. So I'm leaning towards uh, Green Bay. Uh, I think it's going to be a little bit more of a low-scoring game this week. Uh, I think I'm going to go 17-14 Green Bay. They'll cover the spread. So, I, I have, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have a low score. I mean, I think it's low score. I have twenty four twenty Atlanta. I, I did say we we're going to start off two and zero, and when we did our predictions, and that's where I'm sticking with. So, I think that we are going to run the ball pretty heavily. Obviously, we have Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson. They are both top ten running fantasy running backs after week one. So, and not maybe not even run the ball. Bijan might get involved. I do expect a little bounce back game from Drake London and Kyle Pitts. I think our line is going to be a little more focused. I think Arthur Smith is going to get the boys fucking fired up for this game. I think he's going to I think he's going to set the tone early, maybe start to get some play action involved early on, and that's going to open the door for Des Ritter to be more comfortable, to trust his pass protection. I do think the defense is a little better than what the Bears faced. Jesse Bates looked phenomenal last week. Remember, Jordan Love's still an experienced quarterback. He's not you know, a rookie, but he's only in his third start, so – Expect maybe some uh, bait action like we got last week against Bryce Young. Falcons twenty four twenty. Oh, um, I would I would love for I'd love for Drake London to go off during this game for my dynasty team after <laughs> putting up a goose egg for me. Yeah, fuck it. You can't not start him. Come on now. I mean, in this league, it's so we have eleven starters, so it's like you're kind of forced yeah. to at this point. You, you, I yeah, can't. Some, I mean, somebody's gonna put up some zeros for you. Yeah, the only person that I would maybe trade him out for is Mike Evans. I mean, we'll we'll see game time decision right there. But I mean, both Packers and Falcons coming off huge big division wins for them. That has to feel great. I honestly think this is going to be a battle of the double-headed monsters. You have Aaron Jones and Dylan and you have Bijan and Algier. I think the run game's going to be lights out for both teams. I do think the Falcons are going to struggle against the Packers elite pass rush. I mean, how we saw the Falcons O-line with pass protecting. It wasn't there. I I think I see the Packers coming away with a win here, but if it comes to ball control, I think Atlanta might be able to to egg it out here. But I have Green Bay covering 24-20. I guess I am the lone survivor out here. 
The lone guy on the Falcons, of course, Doc chose them 22-21. He does not have Green Bay covering the spread. But, yeah, I guess, um, like like Luke said, it's all about picking underdogs, right? And I'm going to pick the home underdog yeah. here, and we'll get our dub going into Detroit, and we'll lose that game next week. But we'll start off 2-0 this year. We'll be above 500 for another consecutive week. We're fucking back, baby. That's like I said. <laughs> we're, we're back. Next game. Yeah, next game. I think it's my survivor pick. Uh, survivor this week, by the boys, is tough. No gimmies, I don't think. But the Las There's Vegas one Raiders. Gimme. There's one gimme. This might be it. This is my gimme. The Las Vegas Raiders coming off a good win against Denver in mile high, traveling to a pissed off Buffalo Bills who are nine and a half point favorites. Luke. You start us off here. What you got? Yeah, uh, I think this is a Josh Allen redemption game going on here. So I think he's going to try to fucking light up the Las Vegas Raiders. So I'm I'm going to go 31-17 Buffalo Bills. Where's Mafia's back? Yeah, we're on the same score, Luke. I expect a ass beating. I think after that, that loss to Zach Wilson, it's going to kind of wake them up, kick them in the teeth a little bit. Feel bad for the Las Vegas Raiders. They chose the wrong week to travel to Buffalo this year. <laughs> So I got Bills, like Luke said, 31-17 covering that spread. Yeah, no, I mean, I have – look, Raiders last week, Jimmy G made some clutch throws against Denver's defense. They do need to clean up the penalties. They had 10 penalties for over 100 yards, and they have to get Josh Jacobs more involved in the run game. He averaged 2.5 yards a carry. They got to get him – if they want to win games, they got to get him involved. The Bills, I mean, they're coming off an absolute gut check against the Jets. No way they should have lost that game. The only reason the Jets were in that game was the four turnovers that Allen gave the Jets defense. So Allen's coming out with a chip on his shoulder. He's going to ball out for sure, and they need to win this turnover game. I have the Raiders covering, and then but I have the Bills winning 28-20. And like you said, Chris, they got to get Josh Jacobs involved. Jacoby Myers might not play. He's in concussion protocol. He took yep. a nasty hit at the towards the end of the game last week. So. Hey, he was throwing those gain signs up. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> he was like two. He was throwing two signs up. Yeah, yeah. him and oh, God, two were trying to talk to each other. Yeah, I mean, but like you said, though, Chris Josh Jacobs got to get involved, and I, I expect it's going to be tough for Devontae Adams and Jacoby Myers if he plays. But this Bills defense is pretty legit. I mean, we, we saw it. They were getting to Rodgers. I know it was one drive, but they were still getting to Rodgers early on too. So I don't think Jimmy's as a mobile as a Rod to, to move around. So it might be a rough day for Jimmy G out there. Doc does have the Bills 30 to 17, so we're all on the Buffalo Bills this week. Next, this game of the week for Luke and Chris. This is going to be – I'm going to be sitting back on Sunday just watching my phone because this is the, the week that these two just fucking shit-talk each other. And I might even throw it to the Dynasty chat like we got like Doc and Ali uh, started. So, But it is – like Luke instigator. said, I am, dude. I, I'm fucking in there. I think I said last week, though, I meant – but anyways, the Baltimore Ravens, the beat-up Baltimore Ravens, traveling, trying to come back. They, they did win, but it was still an ugliest win, in my opinion. Lamar's trying to look like he's going to bounce back. But he's traveling to the jungle, to Cincinnati, to the three-and-a-half-point favorite. Cincinnati Bengals, who took, like I said, an ass-beaten two, 24-3 against the Cleveland Browns. So they had to start off with two division rivals. Uh, Luke, where are you leading here with the beat-up Ravens or the healthy Bengals? Yeah, so – so Ravens secondary, yeah, beat up a little bit, but I I don't think Joe Burrow's offensive line is even close enough to being good enough to stop our pass rush and our two fucking all pro linebackers. So I think Joe Burrow's gonna have a long day. Uh, I think it's gonna be a hard fought game. I think it's gonna be super close. 
probably just come down to a game-winning field goal at the end. Probably from the best kicker in the NFL, though, will kick a game-winning field goal. So I'm going to go 23-21 Ravens. Close game. Uh, both quarterbacks score a touchdown this game. <laughs> that, that'd be nice for exchange. Both, for both exchange. quarterbacks score a touchdown at least. Yeah, Luke, I agree with you. It's going to come down to a game-winning field goal, and I, I do think that both teams are going to come out with some fireworks to start off the game. Maybe it cools down a little bit um, throughout the game just because they know each other so well. But I do expect a bounce-back game so, from the Bengals. It's going to be feisty. feisty oh, it's going to be chippy, really chippy. But I expect T. Higgins and Jamar Chase to have over 100 yards both this week. I expect Joe Burrow to have a pretty big game. I'm looking at about 275, 300 yards at least and a couple TDs. But – not saying Lamar's going to have a bad game. I have a twenty. I have a, sorry. I have twenty-seven, twenty-four game-winning field goal by Evan McPherson. So both teams play good on offense. It's going to come down like he's, you said. He's a he's a risky kicker. He, yeah, well, he's got some misses already. Yeah, but we'll see this week. I, I do think it's going to be a better game from both teams. I do think, like you said, it's going to be chippy. I I'm just not sold on the Ravens right now, just because you said you have so much injuries on the secondary, and I get maybe the O line might struggle a little bit, but they're not going to struggle all game long. So. I expect a big game from the Bengals here, 27-24, walk-off field goal. Yeah, no, um, I think with the Bengals, I mean, the biggest priority right here is they got to protect Joe. He did only get sacked twice, but he did get 10 quarterback hits and a lot of pressures on top of that. They got to give him time in the pocket, and he also needs to get that offense in sync. You could just tell that they didn't really know what was happening, and I think that was just his time being away from the team while he was injured with that calf sprain or whatever high ankle sprain whatever it was the Ravens I mean big injuries big injuries offensive line secondary Lamar needs to look more control in the offense just like Joe needs to and then Mark Andrews is he going to be in I know they said that he's looking good in practice it's just going to come down to how does he actually practice this week but I do have the Ravens covering the spread but I have the Bengals winning 23 20. Dang, it's it looks like it's gonna be close. all of us all of us are within a field goal away. Doc's got same thing as me, Bengals 27-24. So we are all three points in the field. Yeah, Luke's lone survivor on his team, just like I'm a lone survivor on my team. So, you know, he's repping the Bengals this week or the Ravens this week. You can't go against your team, right, yeah. Luke? Nope. Nope. I got the how, Ravens, so I like it. How, how much shit talk are we expecting this week or on Sunday? Is it gonna be quiet? Hey, it, depends it, out first? It, it, it depends out if the Ravens get up big early, then it's it's coming in. <laughs> If not, it might be a quiet chat. Or you might just get drunk and you'll start saying some very slanderous things, like some wild yeah. football takes like you always do when you're, yeah. when you're wasted. The, yeah, I did that during the UCF game last week. I just got fucking smashed. It was, hey, it was one of those nights. So you got pissed off. Yeah, you, well, you know what? Man, well, we'll talk about the UCF game later, but it was – Oh, I know. It's tough. All right, boys, moving on to – Potentially the game of the week, you know, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, three-point favorites coming off that home loss during banner night against the Detroit Lions. They should be getting Travis Kelsey back. I, I haven't heard anything really, honestly. Chris Jones just signed that contract, so maybe he'll be back. They're going to Duval County to face the Jacksonville Jaguars coming off a 10-point win against the Indianapolis Colts. Luke, are you rocking with Duval County or are you rocking with Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I mean, I, I picked the Jags to win the Super Bowl, so I'm, I'm rolling with the Jags on this one. I think uh, Kansas City traveling down to fucking Dufal, uh, that Kansas City doesn't have the weapons to get it done. Yeah, Mahomes is good. He's going to hit receivers in the hands every time. But was, as we saw last week, his fucking receivers all have bricks for hands. So I, I don't think that gets solved in a week. So I'm going to go. I think this game's probably going to be a shootout, though. 
both going both ways. Kansas City is getting both uh, Travis Kelsey back and uh, Jones back. So I'm going to go Jacksonville 34, Kansas City 31. Yeah, I'm interested to see this game. I I don't know if I ever picked back-to-back weeks against Mr. Patrick Mahomes, but there's a first time for everything, and I am going Trevor Lawrence. He's one of my fantasy quarterbacks in one of my mini leagues that I'm in right now. Yeah, Duval County. I'm I'm rocking the Jags. I think it's going to be a little low scoring than that, but I think high scoring still 31-27. I just think this offense for Jacksonville is too loaded. Don't get me wrong, the Lions – have a pretty good offense, but they're not to the quite caliber of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And it was the first week too. So the Lions might've been a little sloppy. It, um, I don't expect the Jaguars to be sloppy. Calvin really is a freak. Like Chris mentioned, you got Zay Jones as a third receiver. You have Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram. You have ETN who had a pretty good game last week. The defense didn't look too bad last week against the Colts and AR, but yeah, I expect the, the, the old jungle cats out there to get a win and at home, like I said, 31, 27, give me the, the give me the Jaguars. Yeah, I mean, look, last week, last week, hey, that that loss was not on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he was nailing these receivers in the heads, in the hands, like we were saying in the review of week one. I mean, the supporting cast needs to do way fucking better. If Kelsey gets back, that's a huge win for them. Chris Jones, they he signed his one year deal, but how much is he actually going to play? I mean, he's been away from the facility for so long. Has he been trying to stay game ready? Has he been working out? I mean, this is all questions. Is he going to? be on a snap count the Jaguars I mean a Ridley stepped in and he looked like a fucking fantastic wide receiver one he looked like he was in control of that game the Jags did let the Colts stay in the game probably way too long until pulling pulling out late in the game and a last year the Jags gave the Chiefs a fucking hard time in the playoffs and I think the Jags are about to do the same fucking thing I've um and this is my upset of the fucking week too I have the Jags covering, and I have them winning 33-31. Damn. And Doc also has the Jaguars winning 30-27. <laughs> I can't believe we're all picking against Patrick Mahomes. Kansas City going home, too. If no, hey, we if might eat our words, there, but hey. If you're listening out there, bet Kansas City because we all are against Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> and that's not a good thing to do. And I guarantee a lot of people are going to be against him this week. So, um. Next game of the week, boys, we have the Los Angeles Chargers coming off that disappointing loss where Herbert kind of shit the bed the last drive, taking that bad tensional grounding. They're three-point favorites traveling to Nashville, Luke, to your hometown right now, the Tennessee Titans, who came off that one-point loss to the New Orleans Saints. Yeah. Um, so ticket prices right now are sitting at $56, so not too bad. Uh, probably probably won't go, but just, you know, fucking had to work the next day. So, But I, I think – I think Chargers are going to come out here and just fucking try to light up the scoreboard. I think uh, Herbert's going to start getting pissed off with all this talk about he can't win games. Uh, I mean, he plays well pretty much every week. He, it's not really always his fault he loses games, but it just it's Chargers curse. They always just fucking lose games somehow. So I think Chargers are coming to light it up. Tannehill's probably probably on his last last straw. Uh, he's got probably a couple more weeks as the starting quarterback for Tennessee. I think Chargers come out twenty eight. 28-13 Chargers. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Luke. I think the Chargers are come out here with trying to make a statement. Like Chris said yesterday, keep all eyes on Austin Eckler. We're trying to see what's going on with him. But Joshua Kelly had a pretty good game last week too. So 
Seems like they have a pretty decent one, uh, one-two punch out there, out there in Los Angeles. I expect Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. I don't know. Titans defense is a little underrated. They're they're not that bad, honestly. Mike Vrabel always has the boys playing hard, but I do think the Chargers win twenty-four seventeen. I think Derrick Henry has a little better of a running game this week. I still don't trust Ryan Tannehill. Like I said, poor DeAndre Hopkins for going there, but like I said, give me the Bolts twenty-four seventeen. Yeah, I mean, the Chargers coming off a super disappointing fucking loss after <laughs> I think was a great offensive performance for them. I mean, they need to improve on the pass rush. Last week, zero sacks and just two quarterback hits against Miami. That's not going to win you a game. I mean, look at the Saints with Tannehill. They were in the backfield the whole fucking game, and Tannehill was just making very poor decisions. Three picks should have been way more. Marshawn cut a couple off. But I think Titan, Tannehill needs to work on the turnover game. And the Titans also need to just release King Henry. I mean, Taji Spears shouldn't be leading uh, touches when you have Henry in the backfield. That man's a game changer. But I do have I have a push here. I have Chargers winning 24-21 with Mike Vabral. I mean, Titans defense is low-key. I mean, they had a very good pass um past defense last year and then like what was it like the number one or two rush defense last year so i mean the defense is sneaky yeah i, I do think they're sneaky it's mike variable he's like say he's i think he's a good coach just sucks he's in tennessee doc has the chargers winning as well 24 19 guys boys we got just too many too many of the same picks i i, I get nervous when we do that i really do uh, <laughs> next game i i do think it's potentially the second best game of the week we have the Seattle Seahawks, who I think are going to bounce back a little bit to coming off that ugly loss against the Rams at home, too, which is a bad place. You don't want to lose at home. They are traveling to Detroit, Motor City, you know, Motor City, Dan Campbell. We're going to see MCDC at home. The Detroit Lions, six-point favorites. Luke, Lions, uh, Seahawks, big game out there in Detroit. Yeah, I, I think this actually be a really good game, actually. So, But I'm, I'm riding with MCDC. I think the Lions and the boys get it done, go 0-2, I mean 2-0. Uh, so score for this game, I think it's going to be probably mid twenties, both ways. So I'm going to go 24, 21 Detroit. Yeah. I expect the Lions come out here. Luke, like you said, big game. Uh, it's the first time that they've sold out Ford field, uh, for a whole season. And this is the first home game of the year for the boys out there in Detroit. Give me the Lions. I got them winning 27, 23. Don't cover the spread though. I, I respect the Seahawks a little bit still. I think Kenneth Walker will have a decent game I, with the, the tackle situation. So it keeps Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson honest out there. So they can't just sit there and clobber Geno Smith. But give me the lines here by four. Look, Detroit's coming off a huge win against the Super Bowls. I think that momentum carries over forward, especially going back home to a sold-out crowd. Dan Campbell is just – he's a fucking monster out there. I think this game is going to go to whoever wins in the trenches. I mean, Seattle losing two tackles, that's huge. Walker last game, he was averaging 5.3 yards a carry. I don't think that happens again against the Detroit line, plus losing some linemen. I mean, you do bring in a very great lineman, but he has one week of practice. Is he going to learn the schemes that quickly? It's up to him. And Seattle secondary, very iffy right now. They let 334 yards total for the Rams passing offense against two very sad not sad but two underrated wide receivers that no one knew about until this sunday but i do have detroit covering the spread 28 17 man oh double digit win huh 
double digit win. Tough, tough task for those tackles too. Age in Hudson's coming at him too. That's, that's gonna be a rough day. Yeah, yeah it's I think a beast. It's a, I think it's big. I think it's a big win, big big win for um, Detroit. Statement and I statement from Detroit. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not sold on fucking Seattle yet. No. Yeah, we'll have to see. Doc's still not sold on him. I know he speaks so glowly, glowing of them in the offseason. But he has them going 0 2. He has the Lions winning 30 to 27. So we're all sweeping on the lines here. But next yeah. game. Y'all copy my picks. Well, I don't know right now. <laughs> I'm, I'm down two. That's why we got you first. <laughs> well, I'm down two right now. And I'm going to make up those two in Atlanta and Cincinnati wins. So I'll catch back up right there. But hey, next game is. The first battle of any 2023 rookie quarterbacks, we have the Indianapolis Colts, one-point favorites, Anthony Richardson leading the way, coming to Houston to face C.J. Stroud and the Houston Texans. I thought we, we already said it. Both QBs played pretty phenomenal – or not phenomenal, but pretty good. Uh, Luke, where you lean at with this one? Uh, actually, like this one, this one go either way for me. I think Indianapolis probably has the more talented team overall, but I, I liked seeing what C.J. Stroud did. Like he played a good game. So I mean, didn't didn't do enough to lose games. Like controlled the ball the entire game. No picks, no fumbles. He did. Uh, his offensive line struggled protecting him a little bit. I think Anthony Richardson is going to get it done. I think he played a good game last week against the Jags. So I'm going to go Indianapolis Colts 17, Houston 13. Damn, low scoring, huh? Yeah, I I think both QBs are going to come out. I think they're both going to play pretty good games, like you said. I, like you know, CJ Stroud didn't do anything to lose in the game. He didn't do anything crazy to help them win the game, but he's a rookie. You know, like I said, the whole point of us talking about this in the offseason was just to see them grow and keep developing. I expect Anthony Richardson to have a better game too. He, I thought he had a good game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, he had a rushing TD and a passing TD. Did have an interception. Needs one how to slide a little bit. But I have the Colts going in Houston. I think they're a more talented team. We saw Michael Pittman have not, uh, what, six catches for 97 yards, something like that, and a TD. So I expect the Colts to come out here. Win twenty-seven to twenty. Close game though. Good game though. Uh, give me the Colts. Yeah, like you said, Mark. I mean, battle of the two of the top quarterbacks drafted. This game is literally such a huge fucking toss-up. Hence why Vegas only gave this a fucking one-point spread. I mean, <laughs> anybody in this game could fucking go out and win. Stroud had great success. Great, not great, but he had some success against the Ravens' defense. I think that's great for his confidence, and I think it's going to go into this game big. AR, they schemed up the offense amazing for him. But I have the Texans beating the Colts 24-23. to 23. Wow, Chris is a lone survivor on the Texans. Man, the Doc has the Colts yeah. win 21-17. So, yeah. Yeah, I think the Houston uh, Houston defense is probably a little bit better than we give them credit for, too. Like they they played a yeah. solid game on defense. Oh, I agree. Will Will Anderson looked fucking amazing. Yeah, Will Anderson, and they got Stingley over there at corner. So they got some good players in defense. That sixteen yeah. point win was was a lot closer. It felt like than what the score says. I mean, it was close for a while. It felt like the Houston Texans were never really out of it until like the fourth quarter. It happened in the third. He put up put up fifteen in the third. It was coming out of the locker room. I think I think old Harv's got got the boys um, hurt their feelings a little bit in the locker room. He probably said, "Better not fucking lose this rookie out here yeah. at home." So, <laughs> yeah. Ravens, Ravens don't lose their rookies. Yeah, they, they didn't. But I, I think this could be a pretty good game. I, I I'm gonna have yeah, Reginald on for I, this one. I'm ready yeah, for it. Yeah, it's a good game. 
Unless you're Chris, he he said he had the he was gonna have the Colts Jaguars on his TV on one of his mini screens. So this might reach that four screens out there. So uh, it might. This is the game right here where I wish Doc was was uh, in for. We have the Chicago Bears coming off an ugly loss to the Green Bay Packers. Got demolished. They are traveling to the Bay, Tampa Bay, to visit Baker Mayfield, who came off of I thought was a pretty good win against the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, it was a three point win, but a lot of people, a lot of us had the Vikings winning, but then. Bucks are three-point favorites, Luke. Battle between Justin Fields and Baker Mayfield. Yep, and guess what? I've been I've been on the Baker trains since we started this, and uh, Baker played a lot better game than you guys probably thought he would play. I mean, it wasn't wasn't too bad. I mean, my first game on the road in uh, Minnesota. That's a tough place to play. They're all doing their fucking skull things over there. But uh, I, I think Baker's going to get it done again. Uh, Bears looked absolutely fucking terrible last week. I think they're going to look pretty pretty terrible again. Tampa Bay has pretty good defense. I think they're just going to eat up fucking Fields. They're going to stop him from running. Then you know Fields just can't throw the ball at all. So I think Baker's going to do enough to win the game. Uh, he's going to fucking run some cornerback over, tell him to get his fucking weight up. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay by seven. I'm going to go 28-21. I'm giving the Bears one more chance, boys. I'm doing it. I do need oh, both shoes have a good game because I have Fields in my main league, our redraft league, and I have Fields and Baker in our Superflex uh, Dynasty League. Unfortunately, now I have to play Baker. So, like a good game from this kid. Uh, go, Baker. I'm rooting for you now, guy. You better pull, better prove me wrong. But, no, I, I expect nine, this. Nine plus wins. I don't know about that, but I expect good numbers nine from him. Nine plus wins. Okay Stamp yeah. it. Keep it stamped. Oh. It's out there. It's out there. It's, it's, it's out we there. are. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going Bears in a close game. I think that they're going to control it. I think the Bears. they're going to find success in the run game, set up the play action with Justin Fields, get them a little more comfortable, like we mentioned with Desmond Ritter earlier in the, the picks. I think Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson, and a little bit of Justin Fields sprinkled in there with running will set the play action, then get DJ Moore and Darnell Mooney and possibly Chase Claypool had no catches involved i expect this potentially to be a game-winning field goal it's going to be a three-point game i'm going bears 23 20 i do think though the bucks have the potential to win mike evans chris godwin looked pretty good last week towards the end of the game they were showing that chemistry with baker so when you have chris godwin and mike evans it's still hard to bet against that offense but i'm doing it this week give me bears by three look i'm actually really excited for this game i mean these are the two teams that probably surprised us the most in week one. I mean, you had Tampa coming out, supposed to be dog water. They came out, they won against the Vikings, looked solid. Then you had the Bears, who all offseason was fucking hype. They had the top pick. They traded it for supposed to be the wide receiver one. They didn't get him involved at all in the offensive for the first game. They were supposed to, they invested heavily on the O-line. That did not work out. Fields got sacked five times and threw a pick six. Look, the Bears looked like they did last year, did not look improved, and they invested heavily. I mean, they came into the offseason with $100 million in cap space. One of the highest teams, they invested it all on fields, and he just did not work out. Tampa, I mean, Mayfield's stat line, not nearly as impressive on how he played on Sunday. Some of the third downs he converted on his feet, some of the throws he made, he looked great out there. And I hate to fucking say that. I hate to say that. Okay. <laughs> but I am not taking the bears until Justin Fields can show me that he's not a fucking running back. I have bucks covering. I think it's a close game, but I have 
Bucks going 24-20. Fuck Doc and the yeah. Bears. Green <laughs> Bay's Doc better than winning the, the division. Doc has the Bears 17-14, so it's a split. Oh. I'm just going Bears. I, I have that feeling something's going to happen this week uh, for Justin Fields and the boys out there. But uh, next to the 4 o'clock games, the later window, we have the New York Giants coming off the worst loss of week one. We lost 40-0. to at home to the Cowboys. They're five and a half point favorites because they're traveling out to the desert to Arizona to face Joshua Dobbs and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, with this one, this I, I think uh I think New York's <laughs> gonna get it figured out here. I I still don't think they're gonna play a great game, but I know they're fucking embarrassed from that loss. Like that that was in a fucking atrocious game. But Arizona Cardinals showed us like they're not a pushover team either. So they're they're coming out to fucking play still. They're not they're not competing for that first draft pick, right? So I think it's gonna be a pretty fairly close game, but I think New York's gonna edge it out. I think it's gonna be twenty one seventeen New York. Yeah, I have New York coming the spread. I honestly do. I think it's gonna be a touchdown game. I have the Giants twenty seven twenty. I think Daniel Jones comes out and he's a good game. I think Saquon has a big game. Hell, we might even see Darren Waller and some of these receivers have a pretty good game. I expect the Giants' offense to be a little better. Yes, I know the Cardinals' defense looked good in Washington. Weather wasn't the best neither, to be honest. So let's hold, let's pump the brakes on that defense out there in Arizona. But give me the Giants by seven. Yeah, I mean, look, I got I got Paige big into fucking football right now. She's on TikTok. There's apparently some girl that's teaching all the wives and spouses rules and all this bullshit of football and a page is fucking into it okay she watched the whole entire game monday night today she was like is there football tonight and i said no and she got fucking sad and i was like hey i gotta do these pickums. you want to pick them with me and she said yeah so i mean most of the games she agreed with me this is one of the games she didn't agree with me and i told her i'd shout her out she is the cardinals winning i have the giants winning i have the giants covering i think they i uh, no, I don't have the. No, I do have the Giants covering. I think it's twenty four thirteen. I think it's a battle of who's worse. The Giants look fucking dog shit. Cardinals defense, low key, low key good. I mean, not low key like good, good, but I mean they're mediocre. They're gonna win some games. I think the Giants though they need to use this game to fix whatever the fuck was wrong Sunday night. So, but Pitch has the Cardinals writing, winning. Am I writing Cardinals or Giants? You're writing. You can write Giants. <laughs> You can right. use my picks, but I'm just, I, hey, I told her I'd shout her out. And that was the first game she's watched fully was Monday night, like her whole life. Yeah. Yeah. She's yeah. Re- thanks. Thanks, Paige. You lose why Aaron Rodgers got hurt. It's because you had to bring this juju <laughs> in here and I have to blame someone and I, I can't blame A-Rod anymore. Got to find Ruined the, the season. Ruined the season. Ruined my jet season. Ruined my dynasty. But uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, we're all in the Giants. And Chris, if, if the Cardinals win, you're not going to fucking hear the end of it for, for a little while. Just letting you know. Hey, hey, it is what it is, you know. I'm just glad she watches football now. Hey, that's good, man. Yeah, shout out to that TikTok page, too, that's getting the wives in, into into football that doesn't want, that don't, yeah, don't want to watch yeah. games. So, yeah, shout out to her. Uh, next game, the San Francisco, San Francisco 49ers come off an impressive game against the Steelers. They are eight-point favorites on the road as they travel to Los Angeles Rams, who had a big win in Seattle. I will do a little little tidbit here. Sean McVay, typically, not Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan typically owns the Rams as a 49ers head coach. So just throwing that out there. 
Yeah. Um, so with this game, I obviously going to pick 49ers win this game, but I think it's been a lot closer than we thought. Maybe Chris has had some like some strong feelings going on with the Rams, and the Rams kind of showed everybody like, hey, they're they're not some f- fucking pushover team too. So I think the game's gonna be a little bit closer than we think it's gonna be. I'm gonna go San Fran 28, Los Angeles 21. So seven points. I forgot that Luke picked them to win 17 or go 17. You so I don't know why I even asked the yeah, <laughs> pick yeah, that so- game, but. Put my put, put my pick in for next week too. Same yeah, I'll, I'll just put a little note here. But I have the, the Niners by seven two, but different score. I have thirty one twenty four. Like you said, Luke, I think it's gonna be a closer game. I think Stafford is shown in his past he can keep games close. He might not win the game this week, but I think it's still a good sign if you lose by seven to the Niners, even if you're at home, which is honestly gonna be a home game for the Niners. Just just be honest, the LA teams don't have a good home support, and the Niners travel well, so. It's going to be a home game for the Niners. I feel bad for Stafford and the boys, but give me the Niners by seven. Yeah, I mean, the Niners coming off a huge a huge win. I think the Niners were the one team that looked dominant on both sides of the ball offensively and defensively. CMC and IU, they nearly got fucking 300 yards combined and two touchdowns for that offense. I mean, those two guys put it out. The Rams, I mean, they put forth a great offensive campaign rallying between two sleeping rookies in a second round pick with Tutu and Puka. I mean, love the names just fucking by themselves. Matthew Stafford looks great, healthy. Aaron Donald looks great on the D-line. But I do have the Rams winning the spread and 49ers winning the game 27-24. And I didn't mention Doc's game for the Giants. He had the Giants winning 24-17. Doc also has the Niners 30-21. to So he has the Niners covering the spread. Moving on to... The Zach Wilson, New York Jets coming off that nice win against the Buffalo Bills on 9-11. They are traveling to Dallas, to Jerry's World. They are eight-and-a-half-point underdogs. Yes, the Cowboys are eight-and-a-half-point favorites as they host the New York Jets. Yeah, this is going to this is gonna be a tough, tough game for the Jets. Uh, Jerry's World is going to be fucking sold out, rocking. That stadium's huge. It's fucking loud. Uh, so... I, I don't think Dallas can be as dominant as they were last week. Uh, hopefully their defense can pull off pull it off, but, you know, they're my fantasy team. But I, I think they're going to put a pretty good beating on the New York uh, Jets. So I'm going to go Dallas. Dallas 31, New York 10. Damn, so that means they would have beaten the New York teams back-to-back weeks 71-10. Yes. to 10. Sorry, Jets. Like, I, I'd love to see uh, Jets – play well in this game but i think they're gonna be unmatched like the zach wilson was struggling last week and i think he's gonna struggle even worse this game uh just he's not gonna throw the ball the fucking defensive line is just gonna eat him up i'm gonna have to disagree with you luke on the whole domination part with the cowboys scoring 31 i think that we're not we're you know discrediting a little bit of the jets defense the jets defense balled out like like chris said earlier they forced four turnovers against josh allen Three by Whitehead, obviously, but they had the fumble. Uh, I, I didn't say 14 of the points that come from the, the defense, Cowboys defense. Oh, okay, okay. Makes more <laughs> sense then. But, no, I, I have the game 20 to 13. I think the Jets cover the spread. I think I think they fall in the, under the eight-and-a-half window. I think this defense is good enough to keep the Cowboys to under 21, 22 points, whatever. And I think that Zach Wilson and them will get a touchdown and two field goals. Keep it close, but Dallas still wins the game. But expect both defenses to ball out. That's why I have to say I, I have the Cowboys 20 to 13. 
Yeah, I mean, the Jets, they had a huge win Monday, but I mean, A-Rod had to sacrifice his fucking Achilles for them to win. Wilson, uh, I wonder, I'm wanting to see what he'll look like going into this game, starting, getting those one snaps and practice and everything. But I mean, the Cowboys defense, that's all you have to say is their defense. Phenomenal. Tony Pollard. But as long as the Cowboys don't turn this ball over four or five times like the fucking Bills did, hey, they're running away with this game. I have it 28-14. Cowboys are covering. Yeah, Doc has a, a cover too. Uh, Chris, he has the Cowboys 31-19. to Yeah, we'll, we'll see if uh, Sauce Gardner is in a sophomore slump or not. He's going against C.D. Lamb this game too. So, all five throws to him. All five throws to him got caught. So yeah, he and he wasn't following Diggs either. No, he nope. was not. Not the whole game though. All right, we're also going to see Trayvon Diggs or Stephon Gilmore tra- uh, traveling with Garrett Wilson. So both sides of the ball are going to have some pretty good QB or CB and uh, wide receiver. Yeah, matchups. just just risky QBs throwing the ball. Yeah, you, you don't know that. You don't know where that ball place is going to be. You definitely don't. Hey, unless <laughs> uh, unless you get lucky like Garrett Wilson did, he he saved Zach Wilson because that was an interception all yeah. over. I mean, it was to the corner. But moving on to, a, I think it's going to be a sloppyish game. We have the Commanders coming off that win against the Cardinals, traveling a mile high to face the Denver Broncos, who are three and a half point favorites. Luke, yeah, uh, I think Sean Payton's going to get his first first win here. Uh, like you said, I think it's probably still going to be a sloppy game. Uh, Russell Wilson looked. Decent, like he showed flashes of his old old self. I still don't think he's quite all there. Uh, so I'm gonna go Denver. I'm gonna go Denver twenty, Commanders seventeen. Close game. Uh, Commanders, same house played a pretty pretty decent game for shitty weather conditions uh, against Arizona, but that was also playing against Arizona. So yeah. Denver's not that good of a team either. So, but I think Sean Payne gets his first win. I'm with you, Luke. I think it's going to be a field goal game. I think bump each team up three more points. I have them 23-20. This Broncos defense is legit. So are the commanders. They're pretty good too. And like you said, Russ, it looked better, but you have one of the best corners out there, Pat Sertain. He's going to be going against Scary Terry and and the boys out there. So I I'm, I have Scary Terry in my, in my dynasty league, our dynasty league. I'm a little nervous to be honest because Pat Sertain's probably top two corner in the league. He's arguably number one, but – Give me the Broncos by three. Yeah, I'm going to have to disagree with you boys. I don't think it's going to be a sloppy game, at least for the Broncos. I think Sean Payne's going to whip these boys into shape. <laughs> he, he He's not going to fuck around. I mean, the big thing with the Broncos, I mean, they would have won last game, but the kicking game, Will Lutz, thanks, thankfully Sean Payne called the Saints and fucking traded for Will Lutz because he missed a field goal and an extra point. So shout out to Dennis Allen and Mickey Loomis out there for picking the right kicker. If Will Lutz would have made that field goal an extra point, they would have won the game. Simple as that. They would have had more points on the scoreboard. And, Mark, that is how you win games. Okay? That's how you win football that games. That is how yeah. you what, win what, games. What happened to Will Lutz? He used to be a fucking clutch. And well, he just kind of he, he just fell he had, off. He, had that, he got that groin injury and took the year off, and then he came back, and he was never it, the same. It is, it is harder to kick in, in the high altitude, too, than it is New Orleans where you have perfect weather. So – well, you're in a I mean, dome. You don't have any weather. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's better with a kick from there. So I mean, I see him struggling in Denver. Like I can understand that. He, he can get a, he can get some more distance though in fucking Denver. Wait, it doesn't control he your can. accuracy though. Yeah, oh, I mean, but I mean, he, Commanders he, he Sam, 
Sam Howell, he came out starting for Washington. He came through with some big plays when they needed them the most. So I do think this is going to be a close game. I don't see Sean Payton starting the season 0-2, and two, though. So I have the Broncos winning 23-17, covering the spread. Asterisk, Page did pick the Commanders to win this game. <laughs> oh, man. Not a Sean Payton fan. Uh, does she not know not the story between fan. you and Sean Payton? That's, I, try to, I try to tell her. I try to tell her. Well, Doc, Doc's joining Page, Chris. He's got the Commanders 1917, a little lower scoring game. So 1917, sloppy to me. So that's what I think he's leaning towards. Sunday night football. We have Tua, Tyree Kill, and the offensive juggernaut of the Miami Dolphins. Two and a half point favorites on the road as they travel to New England to face Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be – I'm definitely going to take the uh, the over on here. So I'm going to go – I think Miami's like – yeah, Bill Check's going to scheme up some defense for this week, but I don't think they have enough players on defense to cover both Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Uh, I think it's going to be a higher scoring game for Miami. And I, I don't trust Mac Jones if I can keep up with the uh, Miami's offense. So I'm going to go Miami 28, New England 17. I mean, I, I do think that they can keep up. I have it 31-27. I, we saw them – well, like you said, the defense, they played good against uh, Jalen Hurts and the Eagles come out of the Super Bowl. They have a high electric offense too. And Bill Belichick knows how to control offenses, take away what works. Now, I'm yeah. not saying Tyreek Eagles, Eagles are trying to lose that game though. That's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. At the very but end, I, yeah. Yeah, it looked like they are trying to lose that game. I just think Belichick's smart on defense, and I do think this Bill O'Brien acquisition is a little better. I think New England may compete because of their defense, and the offense, I think, will score a little bit. But I have Dolphins 31-27. Yeah, look, Miami held a fucking offensive class on Sunday, 536 yards. Hill having 215 yards of that and two touchdowns. Man is what he said. He is not a fucking cheetah. He is a fucking lion out there on that field. Okay, that man is just fucking on – they are faster, but what are you going to fuck with? A <laughs> cheetah or a lion? I'm going against a cheetah. Okay? Might not be able to outrun them, but hey, <laughs> I have a better shot winning than you a lion. Outrun a lion. You, you ain't going to outrun a lion either. <laughs> I ain't outrunning. I ain't, listen, right now I, I'm not outrunning a fucking turtle. Okay? But hey. <laughs> oh, that's, not, that's not good. It is what it is. But hey, the Patriots, I mean, hey, they did hold the Eagles to bay after the Eagles put a big whooping on them. But and they did have several chances to win. Mac Jones just couldn't couldn't get it going. I don't see Mac Jones winning a shootout if they have to go to a shootout. And look, this is a primetime game. I wouldn't be shocked if some weird shit happens and the Patriots come out as an upset. But I'm going to have to go with the Miami Dolphins and Vic Fangio on that defense coming through big. I have Miami winning 30-20. to 20. Double-digit win for Miami. And Doc has a four-point win. He's got Dolphins 24-20. to 20. So we're all on the Miami Dolphins this week after we were all against them, which I said they were going to win last week when we all picked the Chargers. So. But moving on to the first Monday night football game, uh, the doubleheader they got going on. This game will kick off an hour earlier, so 7-15. Thank God. <laughs> the New Orleans Saints, three and a half – I'm sorry, the New Orleans Saints, three-point favorites as they travel to Charlotte. Bryce Young's first primetime game is at home at Bank of America Stadium. Luke, where are you leaning towards with this one? Uh, so I think I do think Bryce Young's going to have a slightly better game than last week. I mean, he is at home, home crowd, under the lights. Uh, he In college, he played pretty well under big stadiums under the lights. 
I think he plays pretty well this game, but I don't think he's been able to compete against uh, New Orleans defense. Uh, not not sold on New Orleans offense yet. Uh, Derek Carr still looked like he wasn't in sync with everybody yet. So it's probably going to take a few more weeks for uh, Derek Carr to be fully in sync with his receivers. Yeah, he had some some couple big plays in there, but he had some some pretty shitty throws in there as well. So I yeah, think New Orleans is going to win it. One I, I think it's off. Well, no, he, he, he had a couple of ducks he threw out there too. They're just not even close to anybody. Yeah, so. dude. <laughs> so I, I just don't think he's fully in sync yet, but I think New Orleans is going to pull this game off. I think it's going to be close. It's under, under the lights. Uh, division game. I'm going to go uh, 24-21 Saints. Yeah, I expect the Saints defense to travel. Good defenses always travel just the way it works in the in the league. I have the Saints 27-17. I think, like you said, Luke, this is the game where the Saints are going to oh, – you didn't say it, but you mentioned it. I think the Saints find the offensive momentum here. It starts to gel a little bit towards the end of the game. I do think outside Brian Burns, Brian Burns and Shaq Thompson and Derek Brown, who had a pretty decent game last week. But the defense I'm still a little questionable on. They lost J.C. Horn for a little while. So I expect Michael Thomas and Chris Olave have a pretty decent game this week. I expect the Saints to win by 10. Yeah, I mean, the Saints defense fucking, they played phenomenal. 10 quarterback hits, 11 pass breakups, three interceptions, three sacks. They had a huge day, and I think that's going to continue on. Going to Carolina, going against Bryce Young, I think they're going to put him into some iffy spots, and they're going to fucking win because of that. The offense definitely needs to do more, more car through for over 300 yards, but only scored just 16 points. I mean, he was pressured 44.7% of the time, but hey, he came out throwing eight out of 13 for 169 yards in those pressures. So, I mean, he knows how to control that pocket. And I think it's just time to like get in sync with the wide receivers and game time. And it's going to come Panthers. I've, I've, I've been preaching it these past couple episodes. They need to rely more on the run to help Bryce Young out. JC horns out on the defense. So it, Panthers are going to have to look over and try to win that turnover battle to even win this game. I have the Saints winning 21-13. Yeah, and they lost the turnover battle last week by three. They gave up three, and Falcons didn't give up any. But Doc has the Saints as well, 19-14. And how embarrassing would it be? Uh, well, this would be back for Luke's take, but all three of us, 2-0, the Saints, uh, Falcons, and Bucks, and then you have the only 0-2 team in the division. So that would be pretty good for the NFC South. you got three 2-0 teams out there, just saying. But moving on to the last Monday night game of the week, the two-and-a-half-point favorite Cleveland Browns are on the road as they go to Acrisure Stadium, no longer Heinz Field, Acrisure Stadium, as they face the Pittsburgh Steelers coming off that bad loss to the Niners. Luke, AFC North rivalry, who you got? Yeah, I mean, this will be enough, another fucking tough game. Uh, they, these two teams also play each other very hard, very very aggressive game here. Uh I think Pittsburgh's going to get it done at home. Uh, Tomlin's not going to lose in two games in a row. He's one hey, of the coaches. Gonna in... Fuck your ass up. <laughs> uh, so I think Kenny Pickett's going to—he's going to play a little bit better against uh, Cleveland's defense this week than he did last week against the 49ers. Uh, yeah, he's going to be under pressure this game just as well. But I think it's going to be a close game. I'm going to go 24-21 Pittsburgh. Yeah, Luke, I agree with you. I think it's going to be a hell of a battle. Like like you said, these four teams, when they play each other in the AFC North, they just wa- like just beat the shit out of each other. They 
They are hammering each other hard. And some injuries coming. Yeah, I expect Nick Chubb to be heavily used. I want to see how Deshaun – it's going to be good. Deshaun Watson can be on primetime, so we get to watch him see how he's looking out there on the road against Pittsburgh. I do, though, think that, like you said, Kenny Pickett and the offense is going to get together a little bit here. It's a tough defense still in Cleveland. Don't don't get me wrong. They're not going to score – they're only going to score two touchdowns, and they're going to score three field goals, and that's going to be a game-winning field goal by the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's going to be 23-21. Sorry, Daddy Aaron, but it's Steel City time, baby. Go Pittsburgh. Damn, Daddy A was fucking texting me today too about how he liked Mark, that he was a good guy. Thanks for K-Makers too. Yeah, I know. I, I'm i going to have to disagree with you boys then. I think the Browns' defense is going to eat like they did last weekend. I, the Pittsburgh O-line struggle against the 49ers. They let five sacks on Kenny Pickett. I think that's going to roll over into this game. I think Browns' defensive line is going to eat. I think Miles Garrett is going to be a game-changer. And I don't see Kenny Pickett having success against the Cleveland secondary. I do think they come back. I do think they look a lot better than what they did against the 49ers. But I have the Browns winning 2013. Miles Garrett going to be dribbling on him? I I think Miles Garrett's going to be dribbling on him. (laughs) Doc's with you, Chris. He's got the Browns 28-24 over the Steelers. So that is all the games, a lot of the previews we had going on. It's a big week of football. We have four primetime games because of two Monday night games, boys. I'm excited. Our teams will be – we'll have three teams in the sack house, 2-0, and, oh, and then you have a team that's also in the sack house, 0-2 oh, potentially. So, sorry, Doc, just the way it goes, man. You, that's your team. But I hope you all have a good weekend uh, with some NFL. We have some college tomorrow and some fantasy to talk about. So, be ready, get ready for that, and uh, just you know, soak in this NFL season while we can. We're already week two. It feels like it's flying by already, honestly. Sadly, sadly. <laughs> yes. But shout out to Doc. We'll get him back in tomorrow. That's Chris Kameinhart. That's Luke Rule. I'm Mark Davis. This is All About the Balls Podcast, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls Podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Sack House.